1: Yep, you're rolling with Jason and John. 92.9 FM ESPN. Everybody's in the building. John Martin. executive producer, Brad Carson. Yours truly on this Friday. And there was a lot to be happy about last night. Memphis Tigers get a win. I like talking about Tigers wins. Quite a That's right. 83-78 over Wichita State. And Jonathan Lawson, big shot there. Toward the end of it, 116 left. He puts them up five. They don't get closer, Wichita State, than three the rest of the way. Tigers get a very important win. And then you had what happened with the Grizzlies, who at one point last night, John, when they were up double digits early, 17, I said, good Lord, John Martin hot! this man been calling them. He had Grizz plus four. They are rolling. They have come out of the all-star break like a hot flame. Bat out of hell. Meatloaf. Especially Bane. Yeah. Man, what? He was on fire in the first quarter. 35 in the first quarter? Felt like it fit to 50, I think. Yeah. Hit everything. And then it all just sort of melted away. And Philly walked you down. And <laughs> that all too familiar collapse in the fourth quarter. Eighth straight road loss for Memphis. It goes back to when Shannon Sharp showed his tail at the Lakers. Okay. It's the curse of mm-hmm. Shannon Sharp. It's where we're at. Would have been nice to have Steven Adams. Would have been nice to have Luke Kennard, sure. But that is a game that after leading by 17, you needed to win. Uh, so it felt like, yeah, you lost a lot, and not just a game last night. I realize it's one of 82, John. Yeah. But there's an opportunity there to beat a contender, and you came up short.
2: Yeah, it was like the, the, the Thwaites Glacier there, the Doomsday Glacier just melting. What? Do your research. You need to
1: know what's I'm, going on I'm, in the world. I'm tired of how much science reading you're doing, yeah. and then you bring it to the show. I'm Look, not still the reading. Doomsday
2: well. Glacier is melting science. at a pace much faster than scientists anticipated, which could it have devastating uh, implications? Mm, thanks for the climate thanks. and the sea level and things like that. Doctor that, Martin, that's how it felt watching the Grizzlies, though, right? They had that 17-point lead. They're up 12 and a half, but you just felt like Something's not right. At least I did. Cuz you 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 will tell the people. I did not text you about it. I did not at any point say, "Look at the Grizz. Good shot. Good show by the Grizz." No, you didn't. And the reason why, usually you like to
1: chime in like that. And the reason when you why feel good
2: is because it never felt like it was going to last to me. I can't explain why. I can't tell you why I felt not very confident about it. But a 12-point lead when you have a 4-point underdog Right and you're up 12 at the half there's really no difference honestly in being up twelve or down twelve because you still have to do it again for another half right mm. and I almost would rather play from behind than okay. try to preserve on the road all right and you know all clearly right. that didn't happen so Grizz in trouble Grizz Grizz slipping away here I mean it, it we, we sort of said you know and I, I don't I, stop short of trouble it was it was a tough ask especially right? if
1: Steven Adams is Relatively yeah. close, but is he? That's a good question. Is he? Thought he's a little bit further along. Should Stephen Adams be this important? Right. That's, good. that's another good question.
2: Um, I don't know. I mean, I I just feel like you know people re- ridiculed us when we said it was going to be hard for the Grizzlies to remain as the two seat. You know, we were ridiculed by everybody. They well, could,
1: I mean, uh, metrically, the, you know what was it seventy five percent chance? Everything else, I don't know about That's Still, that still
2: that still leaves a twenty five percent
1: chance though. I mean, that which is a lot. That's one out of four times. You know, the, the I mean, question, that happened To to do that, to you know, you're going to have to go on a pretty significant, kind of like that rough patch, what was it, eight of nine, whatever it was. Mm. And do you really think it's going to get that bad when you've hopefully got Steven Adams coming before, before then, before I mean, you play schedule another? Their is,
2: is pretty brutal, Yeah, the, the next I mean, that's ten the games thing. are. And you schedule is
1: pretty brutal. So, I mean, it's not like they're playing the Pacers four times and the Magic uh, twice. My and, role on this show is usually to calm you down, and I, I find that that's kind of where I am today. I mean, look, I'm not uh, – I'm not. it's not doomsday, but, I, you know, again you – know, like Luke Kennard's playing last night. Good chance you win that game. It wasn't like they didn't, you know, like you didn't get a good effort. But, again, the things that have cost you fourth quarter, this team's continued to blow games. Yes. Uh, you're getting nothing right now from Tyus. Yes. Zero. Yeah, I think uh, the NBA is going to send the Shane
2: Battier effort trophy. Uh, that is on the way to the Grizzlies for that one last night. They can hang
1: that one up inside the – the Hallows, a FedEx form, and then Brandon, you know, you know Brandon Clark, fifteen minutes. Xavier Tillman off the bench. I mean, you got to tip your cap there. He was trying against Embiid. He's being a, yeah. fist, you know, but it's, so and and again, I think Jaron there late. Jaron the block on Embiid. I, I like where Jaron's at right now. Mm-hmm. Like he he looked like an all star at times, especially defensively last night. So the, there was a lot to pull from it. But in the end, that's when you've got to close out. And far too many times, this is this has happened of late. Yeah. I
2: mean, job, you know, and I, and I guess it's sort of the way that Philly defends, you know, the way they have Joel there in the middle, and 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 just the way they they structure their defense. But he really struggled last night, three sixteen. Uh, yeah, and you know that I don't know, like like th- this is a team that maybe you don't see in the playoffs because they're in the East, but these are how teams are going to defend. You know, I mean, they're going to watch games
1: like this and they're going to game plan exactly like that. Well, I just think not having Steven on, especially on the offensive end, it it that that lane is more clogged. You know, he helps clear that for Ja. And last night, look, he the floater's just not dropping. On most nights it's going to ja up into this up until last night had been fantastic. Uh just about all the way around. Like you can't just pin this on him and say Ja's got to be great every night. This team with where it is, number 2 in the West, should have enough. I was making the point to Jeff and, you know, he uh, with Boston, you, you could, just because you saw it. On a night, what, they didn't have Jalen Brown in that game on the road, but Pritchard, uh, uh, our, our, uh who's the other kid? That was, Hauser mm-hmm. was hitting, you know, there's just not enough right now yeah. for the Grizzlies, and especially on a night where, where Jaw's going to be off like that. So, again, that I, I don't want to say encouraged by loss. No, you come away disappointed because you had it in your hands. That said, mm-hmm. if Steven Adams is close enough, I don't think you need to be on any ledges, John.
2: I'm I'm, just a, I'm, I'm a little bit to the left of the middle then for, for, for you. Like, I'm, I'm a little bit more discouraged than you are, I guess I would say. Uh, not to say that the season is over by any stretch of the imagination, but my confidence in like things I thought I maybe knew about the Grizzlies, that they were awesome against the East, that they get up for these national television games, like they can win games like this, they can get up. Like, I'm less confident in, in that now. Like, I don't believe that really anymore. Now, maybe that's a function of Steven Adams not being in the game and that would change when he's out there. I feel like the fact that we are injecting so much meaning into a guy who, you know, is he even really a part of the future here? Like, is, is, the, is, we never talk about Steven Adams as part of this core. Mm-hmm. The fact that a guy outside of that is so important to the Grizzlies is a, is a bit disturbing to me. Um, that we can't sit here and say, well, if John, Jaron, and Desmond Bain are on the floor, the Grizzlies have a chance to win every single game. Cause that's clearly not been true. That's clearly not been true this season. Um, so I, I guess I'm just a, in, in terms of this particular season, I'm a little bit more discouraged right now. Um, but it's, you know, look, we, we still have lots of basketball to play and see if could can come back and, and maybe it looks a lot better. So we will just have to see about yeah. that. Uh, Anthony Sands going to join us at 1125. He'll be in studio, talk to him about where the Grizzlies are in this stretch uh, and, and more around the NBA. Lakers get a win last night over Golden State. I mean, look, obviously we know Steph did not play, but – this is sort of why we said the Lakers are a team that you're going to probably be hearing about because they got the win last night, and LeBron didn't even play that well. Mm-hmm. you know, And that's the function of getting that trade done. I think they're going to get in the play-in.
1: They're a ga- game and a half out.
2: If, they're, if they get in the play-in, they're winning the play-in. So if they like to me, if they're getting in the play-in, they're making the playoffs. They will. They will have a first-round series against somebody. I feel pretty confident. They're, about they're
1: it. They're a better team post-trade deadline. They absolutely than they are. And you and you see it in the fact that LeBron and Anthony Davis aren't even huge big for them offensively, and they yep. still win the game.
2: I mean, look at look at last night, just as an example. Um, Malik Beasley has twenty-five acquired. Uh, Rui had fourteen last night acquired. Mo Bamba had a double-double last night yep. acquired. You know, these are all guys. You know, and, and Vanderbilt had nine rebounds, nine boards last night. So, you know, these are these are all moves that the Lakers made. To and It's all short-term, but, like, again, that's why we said that, you, hey, a week ago, a week and a half ago, not the worst thing in the world to throw a dart at him because if LeBron is locked in, you know, and he cares, and we, it's been a while since we've seen him in a playoff series that mattered, the bubble is how, how, how far back you really got to go. I don't count the – The Suns one because Anthony Davis got hurt, and that kind of was marred by that against the Suns. Um, You know, uh, that's not a team I'd want to see. It's just not. Mm -hmm. doesn't mean they'd win for sure. It's just not a team I'd want to see. So we'll talk to Anthony saying about that. Then at 1 o'clock, Matt McCall, former UMass coach, former UT Chattanooga coach, and and now Field of 68 analyst, is going to join us. Uh, Lots to get to with him, right? You have the Ole Miss opening there. There's an opening. Um, and what I also know about Matt McCall is that he is a an unapologetic fan of Penny Hardaway, uh, who, who who and has and has said publicly that he thinks he doesn't get enough credit, you know. And I thought yesterday it was funny there is a uh, there is a uh, a person who was pretty prominent in the sort of sports gambling space, Kelly in Vegas. She was actually hired by ESPN two three years ago, and then as she was being onboarded, somebody like uncovered some. Uh, offensive tweets. And so ESPN later said, never mind, we're not going to bring you on anymore because you have, like, whatever they, I can't remember if they were racist or homophobic or whatever. Um, anyway, Barstool picked her up and she made this video yesterday and she's putting together, like, this parlay and she says, I don't bet on bad coaches and she flashes a picture of Penny Hardaway. Right? Well, you did send me that. And, and I just thought, first of all, when did Penny get this rep as a bad coach? A. And then, by saying you're not betting on Penny Hardaway, you're going to bet on Isaac Brown, who is about to be fired at Wichita State? What is he? Mm-hmm. If Penny's a bad coach, what is Isaac Brown? It just doesn't make sense. So I don't. Matt McCall is a guy who's been defending Penny and, and has had his back uh, publicly. So I thought it would be a good time to get him on air and just discuss that as the Tigers, which I think leads us into a perfect segue here, are coming off of a very gutty win on the road last night against Wichita State. Uh, no Keontae Kennedy, who hit a wall apparently, in frustration after the Houston loss. Uh, but Memphis goes in there and it's tied at the half, and they find a way to get the job done. Johnny Lawson, it's a big three there to kind of seal it, um, and the rest is just really playing the foul game. But mm-hmm. I guess what was interesting is before the game, Lenardi comes on there and says, two and you're in. You know, if you go two and two here in your next four, it's pretty safe to assume you're in. Well, halfway there. Halfway there if you're the University of Memphis. So... I thought it was a super important win, and it was a good one. It was a good win for the Tigers last night.
1: Even though it should probably also be stated that Lenardi dropped Memphis from a 9 to a 10 seed after a quad-two road win. And I don't know if that's just a little bit of correction for him to try yeah. to get back to where sort of the the, you know, the 10.7 and where the pack is, and maybe it was that. Because uh, clearly he's encouraged by what he's seen from the Tigers. I think I, I think to start, they pass his eye test. That's what we've talked about. This looks like a tournament team, and you're seeing essentially – a different guy step up to help out the number 1 and number 2 guys in the pecking order Kendrick Davis DeAndre Williams and and I'll be honest with you John DeMario Franklin's one of them Jonathan Lawson's one of them like and uh, again for the fourth time and fifth game said this with Jeff to make sure I'm I'm right on that stat yeah fourth time and fifth games they shot over 50% so they're doing it officially and they do it on the road how many times have we seen a Memphis offense get junked up much like Tennessee this season yep Right game like that where it gets tight, uh, uh, you know, right there it's a two point game when Jonathan Lawson hits that three. How many times have we seen a Tigers offense fold up? Frankly, like I said to Jeff, this has been a flipping. Your offense is thirty fifth in the country. You know they they've been more efficient than we've seen any Penny Hardaway team offensively. And again, you're having to do it with guys in and out. It's a heck of a coaching job offensively. And to, it's not just oh Kendrick Davis and DeAndre Williams go take us because they've whether it's Elijah whoever they've had to have other guys step up. And again, it's going to be even more critical now because you lose an important guy in Keontae Kennedy. Mm-hmm. And maybe they can. I know they're holding out hope they can get him back in the postseason. Well, yeah, but you just shouldn't be hitting walls,
2: right? I mean, that just seems like a really stupid thing to do. You buy that, by the way? I'm just, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna. I mean, they did specify in the
1: release he hit a wall, which was odd to me. But my my thing is. <laughs> And I know where your mind is because we know the whole wait, wait, Will, Will Coleman story. It's not the first time we've and, and been Mark. gaslit. But but are you fighting after a after a the way you played at Houston? The way I know he didn't play necessarily yeah. down the stretch. But are you getting into it anybody after I a gutsy effort not. like that? I, would I think, I think not. you're you're proud of the effort. Like yeah. the mood's pretty good. But I mean, like, and if just I, the fact that they, you know, put it in a press release. But let me let me play devil's advocate. And again, I'm just, I'm just, I'm not saying that this is what's going on. Because, yeah, there, there aren't. This would be one thing to dive into if we thought there were chemistry issues with a team. If a team, totally was, this right. team's got chemistry. But let's you say know what I'm saying, but I, but I'll I'll listen to listen, your case. Yeah, let me sure, make it. Whatever, let me yeah. ma-
2: let me make it. man. Go ahead.
1: Go ahead. Like the Murdoch
2: I said i on would Netflix. Listen. Let me just make it here. Now I'm gonna hit second. my
1: hammer if it's a mess. No problem. If my gavel.
2: Take out what we think we know about chemistry. Just take that out. Just assume you know nothing about team chemistry. This is probably the most together team. Go ahead. I know. I, well, I know. sir, I need you to remove all your biases here. There right? are no. I'm, this is a, my eyeballs. We're, we're gonna. We're, but this, go this, ahead, Case. This, this, I'm gonna this, shut up. We're gonna take out Memphis. We're gonna take out biases. If you had a player that got into it with another player, would you not, so as to throw people off the scent, put in the release that he hit a wall? Would you? Because don't you think that effectively say, "Oh, he hit a wall. No need to dig in." They told
1: us in the release that he that he hit a wall. Sure, conspiracy theorists. I'm
2: just saying. Like, I, and again, I'm not uh, accusing that of of happening here, but I feel like if I ran a university, I'd say, "Hey, let's just say he hit a wall." My that thing way, is I,
1: I could understand if his frustration down the stretch was not playing much. Mm-hmm. Remember, ALO Penny said he played ALO too much in that game. Yep, and so now Keontae offensively wasn't very good in that game either. Yeah. But maybe I, I, I could see him out of frustration of not playing down the stretch. It, so what you're saying is that what, I'm I'm a, you know who do you think I'm a he fought. With who this do, is, I don't who do think, you this think is a, he fought who do you think it was? Man, I have folk texting me that who did he fight? Right. I mean, just uh, automatically assume. Well, we've been here before, bro. I mean the the University
2: of Memphis said he hit that Wilcom ran into a door back in the day. All right. This is not far this is very related. This is a cousin of that uh, you know, statement.
1: don't. Uh, it's probably not worth the time. Okay. Hey, no problem. Do you think but just because of where they're at? If we th- Jonathan, this was last year, first few games. Yeah. And we're looking at this team's chemistry and saying then, then well, yeah, did, you do that. Didn't somebody break some at for him last year?
2: Didn't like Jalen Duran hit like the uh glass and break the glass or was something. Was it Duran? Somebody think so. did.
1: Somebody did. I remember they had the picture of it and then put the they had the tape on and they yeah. had to replace it. Yeah. Yeah so yeah. I mean I'm like, you believed but, that one, didn't you? Well, I guess yeah. You saw the what, evidence of the crack. The, glass. The,
2: the only thing with me is like, what was but so, guys do this all the time? What was so frustrating about the Houston loss? I mean, they 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 played valiantly. Him, him individually. Yeah. You okay. could say. All right. If,
1: all right. Again, that's speculating. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it, it'd be easily understandable. Okay. Hey, that's, that's fine. That's fine, man. Because Alo sort of did get his minutes. Your responsibility is to make sure that CJ's not
2: doing this after Saturday. You know, hopefully he gets the job done. On Saturday against uh, against
1: Briarcrest, but you... I, I'm so nervous I can't even talk about
2: it. Yeah, so we won't we'll save that for Monday when you give the uh, when you give New Hope a respect burger.
1: No, I, I can't give a respect burger. Number one seed goes down this weekend.
2: Ooh, that might be a disrespect dog. That might be a disrespect dog if if, uh, if we can't get the job done against old friend Martavius Newby.
1: No, it's just a newbie coached Briarcrest team. I don't know that coach's first name. I can guarantee you it Martavius. I do love Martavius. Oh, that's newbie. not Martavius Newby's team? No, it's not Newby's team. Not, Newbie's team. not no, that Martavius was. newbie. Well, shout out to Martavius This newbie. man is running down the third grade uh, cross-check bracket. I, I thought pre- it was
2: Martavius I pre- newbie. I,
1: I appreciate you giving New Hope that love. The former
2: brother. Ole Miss Rebel.
1: Yeah. Booker well, T. Washington product. I'll put a, a bow on this. We're the one seed. Briarcrest, the four seed, is advanced through. We had a bye. They had us down 7-0.
2: Mm. And In that's a regular like, season. What's the equivalent so this of that is a, an this NBA is, game?
1: This is a revenge game for them.
2: That like a twenty-two-zero uh, lead, like an NBA game, like like
1: seventeen, like what the Grizz had yesterday. Oh well, that, that's that's easily as we see. Uh, well, and and you know what happened? Exactly. And Chris was talking about good games. So them folks I know have had this circle. So. Oh yeah. Probably be coming here see, Monday. That's the thing is you I, can't.
2: He, I mean, he put. See, this is what CJ did. He posted a highlight of him uh, hitting, draining a three on them folks, and put "good game" on the caption. Yeah, it was a good
1: game but, for you, bro. But he really <laughs> meant it. <laughs> Yeah, it was a good game, all right, for you.
2: <laughs>
1: he said, as they did not have enough for that's, us. That's right. Yeah, folks thinking, I'm on man, Chris on there. That's right. Yeah, Chris on there. Those are his own posts. We probably need to do better as parents. Yeah, there's no question about it. There is no doubt about it. Anyway, that. that's that's too much time on the third grade bracket. Well, Back to the Tigers, who are clearly humming right now, at least yeah, offensively. Is Sunday now a winning in? Uh, SMU's quad three. I mean, you don't want to play for Well, he said two and two. And so, then dropped them. Well, maybe, that, like you said, it's just a course correction. But he also put dropped them down in terms of last four buys. Like, remember when you were the first one? Now you're the third it's one. It's odd that he would say that and then
2: drop them so drastic. Like I said, a some road of win, a quad of,
1: two win. Uh, you shouldn't be dropped at all. But, again, it goes to show you. Man, they went up three spots at the net for the win. Road win but in the end it gets you nothing and that is the you know that, that that's the story of being in the AAC and playing anybody other than Houston so anyway back to your point yeah, sure. Beat Cincinnati, it's an important win in the sense that you can't – now it's it's quad three. Yeah. You can't lose it. Yeah. But I don't think it cements anything, John. I'm not going – you know, Lillardy's got him as a 10. You think – that they could be right back in they'd the position be a, they be were a in.
2: They'd be a plan if
1: they lose to SMU. I, I, I still – it's what – we don't need Lillardy to say it's what we said yesterday. They could possibly lose one other one, and it would be Harry. Mm-hmm. But there might be a chance that you're in. Well, look, I I, I know I'm, he sounded confident last. It, it night, makes me
2: feel better about the price I pay for the tickets, knowing
1: that this is a punch your ticket in in kind of game. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's what you were trying to frame it as. But I still don't. I still think it's you need to take care of business against SMU. Yeah, is that game here or there? There. Oh, okay,
2: yeah. That's that's a little tricky. Not really. I Kendrick mean, Davis is right? not Kendrick losing back going back there. Kendrick Davis
1: right. is not losing to SMU. Yeah, and that, and that ain't happening. It is not happening. By the way, I love that dude. Yeah, I, li- I liked I liked the post game interview. Caulkins was reading me the the comments and everything else. Yeah, I like, saw a little bit of it, but not the part he said. Uh, he's he's only going to be he here for everybody and the trainer and everything else. He talked about you know what a team they are.
2: Yeah, like this is a quote so, that stuck out to me, and I I can't remember a guy that played for Memphis being this with, game. I mean, maybe Will Barton. I wish I could give you all the details, but Alo can barely walk some days. Malco barely can walk some days. I barely can move some days. It's just about playing through it. If you can play through it, we're going to play through it. That's the love we got for Coach. Some dudes shut it down. They ain't fully invested in the program. Some dudes say, I'm going to wait until I get 100%. But truth be told, you're never 100%. I call these dudes my brothers. If I can go out there and contribute, I'm going to be there. Like, this dude is awesome, man. He's a great player. And he's a great ambassador for the program. He's only been here for a year. And he's only going to be here for a year.
1: Yeah, it's kind of a sad thing. It is
2: because, it, it, you know, well, you can't go back in time. You can't change well,
1: but it. Now now you're hoping a guy can be as good, you know, half as good a leader. And Mikey Williams, guy who's right, never done it at this level, yeah. you're seeing the best. Yeah. It's my point now Kendrick, at this level?
2: Kinder Davis has risen up of, my ranks, man. In terms of great
1: Tigers, only here for a year, but oh, in terms of great Tigers, I was yeah. gonna say he's great, one of the best point guards in college basketball. Like yeah. we already had him up. I, I'm just saying, at all time, like you know, I that's I, hard to do for one year
2: guys. It is, it is, and, and and statistically he won't be there. But in terms of just guys, it was to watch and and who's who had impacts, you know. And also, like the statistically
1: for a season, he'll be up there just oh, in right. terms of guys that came in for one year, is he, is, or the one and dones Like he, his numbers will be up there. Can he be player of the year now, this year? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I think, he, I think they, if they finish second in the league. Get above Tulane. I think he will be. Well, what's Houston because, looking like? Well, it'd be Sasser. What's he averaging? I'm not sure. I, his numbers aren't as good as Kendrick's. I don't believe, but well, he's the best him, player. Need, he's need, the best player on the best team. But you need him to be averaging
2: like 14 or something. Let's see. Sasser's averaging
1: 17, 17-3. and three. Yeah, I mean, he's not – He's. I mean, he is the best player on the best team, but his numbers – like, I mean, you're talking about the reigning player of the year. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like mm. you you got to be better than him to get it, don't you? I think so. And again, if you're second, if you end up finishing I mean, ahead Kendrick of Kendrick Davis is averaging
2: 21-6, and six, and he's doing it, you know, 85% from the free throw line. Yeah, battling
1: through an ankle injury all year long.
2: He's playing. You know, that's the most important thing is that he's back out there. So Dude, he's played on all American level. I think Kendrick Davis is a back to back AAC player of the year. That's what I think. If they finish second, there's to me it would be a it would be a robbery if he's not. He's averaging freaking twenty one points a game. That's what is that in the country? Fourteenth in the country. He's sixteenth in the country in assists. What are we talking about here, man?
1: Answer the question for you. Yeah.
2: Um anyway, yeah, it was a nice win for Memphis. Could be winning in possibly on Sunday. We'll see. Uh, but Memphis took care of business, which is exactly what you wanted to see from them last night. Anthony Sands is going to join us when we come back. We'll talk to him about the Grizzlies, uh, his thoughts on the
1: rest of the season, last night against the Sixers and more. Stick around. Jason and John, how turn to ESPN? Basketball season's heating up. The best place to get in on the actions with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because right now FanDuel's hooking customers up with $100 in bonus bets. When you refer a friend, just share your exclusive referral link with friends. It's located right in the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Once your friend places their first bet of $10 or more, you'll you'll score $100 in bonus bets. You can't beat that. Then you could bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to total. So it's, like we say, a team effort here, all on an app that's safe, secure, super easy, fun to use. So don't miss your chance. Get $100. Again, in bonus bets, when you refer a friend. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official Sportsbook partner of 929FMESPN. Must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee. Referred players must place and settle a $10 wager within 30 days after signing up. Limit five referrals per 30 days. Bonus bets are non-withdrawable. Expire 14 days after receipt. Restrictions do apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem called Tennessee Redline at 1-800-889-9789.
0: Have you noticed, like, on Memphis games where me and Muns sit with the number of dang reviews there are? Like, half, you know, like... Well, no, you should start, We talked about it. You should start selling ads. Yeah. No, we should. On the back of my laptop. Correct. You yes. know, like, just put some ads right. up. Because every time they go to the dang monitor, there I am. My ugly mug. Yes. My face made for radio, right in your face.
1: Memphis is home of the Giannato and Jeffrey Show, weekdays from 2 p.m. till 4 p.m. Memphis's sports station, 92.9 FM, ESPN.
0: Don't miss your Memphis Hustle tonight at 7 p.m. when they take on the G League Ignite. Arrive early as the first 1,000 fans receive a Grizzlies-inspired Hustle tee.
3: Secure your tickets today at MemphisHustle.com or call
0: 901-888-HOOP. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.
4: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It just
1: got so much harder. Can't even see it straight. I can't even see Anthony it straight. Anthony Sane is the Tribal Chief of Grizz Twitter. Founder of Asylum Media Group. Co-host of Grind Seasons and Odyssey Podcast. You can get on the free Odyssey app. Does it twice per week. Got a fresh edition coming out tonight. I'm also contractually obligated to say he is the winningest box hockey champion in Pine me. Hill Community Center day camp history. Forget it. It's a long title, but we have to put it on there because he was so cold. You oh, yeah. Follow him on Twitter at Sane Asylum. He joins us now. Brother Sane, how you doing on a Friday after a tough grizzle?
3: Man, I'm good, man. Kevin Cerrito, who joins Jeff uh, Calkins once a week, he reached out to me about challenging me to the uh, – box hockey championship we grew up in a different type of box hockey though he said he played in, in germantown community centers
1: what that look like
3: Is, they actually used the actual baby hockey stick and a little ball we used bottle caps and actual sticks off a tree so it was a totally different game we'll probably have to do like kind of a home and home type of thing mm-hmm. and probably have to flip for where game seven or game five or whatever
1: what do you think wins their nuts and guts of the suburbs say what now which one wins
3: Oh, he don't want Which to. Come. Style he will lose in, in my style So sure. I probably could adapt to what he's doing, but he
1: he would lose with the stick. It,
3: yeah. Uh, sticks and bottle caps, he'll lose for sure. Okay. We might have set that up though, for real. Make that a thing.
1: Uh Grizzlies outscored 10 1 to close the game by Philly. How you feeling? <laughs> Are you encouraged you're disciplined? I'm not
3: encouraged at all. Um it's kind of frustrating because you kind of feel like you know how this season's gonna end. They'll, they'll, I think they're still gonna finish in two. And they're going to get kind of outclassed in the playoffs, whether it's in the first or the second round. I don't think they're going to make it to the conference finals. Um, I don't really take any of the teams serious who would who would come out of the play-in. I heard y'all talking about the Lakers earlier. I don't take them serious at all. Um, but it's just – they're just not going to look like a team that's – they're not going to look like the number two seed in the West when the season's over. Um, their half-court offense is abysmal. And I hate to say this because there was a time where – a lot of people were saying, like, man, Taylor Jenkins is—he could be the next great Popovich. He could be the guy who starts with the team and just goes, and he, he's coaching with him forever. And all the great players in franchise history go through him. And he's looking a lot more like a lot of coaches look who start with young teams who ended up going over the hump to the the um, when you talking about Mark Jackson or whoever you're talking about, is a lot of coaches like that. He's starting to look more like that than he's, than he's starting to look like a guy who's going to be here forever. Because there are certain things that, um, like we talk about, like this is year five for Jaron, Jaron should shouldn't still be doing this, or this is year four for Ja, he shouldn't still be doing this. There are certain things as a coach with Taylor Jenkins you wonder, how is he still doing that this far in his career? And then you ask yourself, okay, this this organization is so, um, they're so open with their communication how do we know that his substitution patterns or the way he coaches or the way he – whatever, his rotations, whatever, that that's not a front office thing, what, they, what he's doing, what he's instructed to do to extend the runway of this team or whatever? Mm-hmm. Because when, you, when you're in the game and you're watching Philadelphia, you've got two Hall of Famers on the court, another great player Tobias Harris. And you're not you're not putting your best dudes against their best
1: dudes. Matching minutes, for yeah.
3: Minutes. It's just it's just weird. It's a weird practice. Don't you think
1: that's front office and not? I don't, that's what I'm saying. Like, if bro, you're like, a coach, you, you can't play be,
3: your <laughs> right, right. And, and, no, I think so, this is a great point. They're it's, so locked and step with what they do. It makes you wonder: Is he just doing a, what they're, they're direct, telling him to do? Yeah. Or is he just was he just stuck in that Boonenhouser thing that which he came from? But it's super frustrating, man. When you're not, you're not, you don't have your best guys out there going against their best guys, and you just see. You know, weird. I think it was like a a five zero run or something that happened. Like a weird, like, uh, um, and like a uh, uh and one missed the free throw. They get the ball back. Harden. I mean, somebody knocks down a three or whatever. And then when Harden hit that three uh, down four in the in the coffin corner over there, it was it's like all right, yeah, this is one of those games. And it's just, you just don't have your best guys against their best guys. And then when you get them in, you know, John. And I'll say this too, man. There's a couple things. Offensively, three things I'm worried about. Jaron is playing too well inside and showing too much of an initiative to play inside for them not to be going through him.
1: I inside. could not agree more. I mean, on that. As,
3: as Grizzly fans, we've complained about that with Jaron for five years that he won't go inside. He's showing the he willingness now. and the ability to score in the paint, and we're just not getting him going. Like I don't, I don't. It's like like basketball is still. Simple, man. Throw it to the tallest dude who can lay it in the basket. Especially with Steven Especially Adams Especially he's out. willing to do that. You and, 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 know right. what I mean? Yeah. yeah like if like... Jared's trying to do that, y'all need to be trying to find a way for him to score easily in the paint because he's a great free throw shooter, unlike Steven Adams. So he's going to knock those down if he gets fouled. He's going to make teams pay for fouling him. You can't, you can't get him off of the court because of things like that. National television game, he only had, I think, two, maybe three fouls in the game. Played very well against Embiid as well as he could, uh, all things considered. Playing against one of the greatest players, you know, in, in today's game. And then that bothers me how they're not using Jaron um, Desmond Bain. His foot clearly is the issue. There, there were so many games last year where Desmond Bain hit the kill shot. He would hit the shot that either tied the game, put us up one, yeah, put us up four, or just put a team away. And he's just like he's like totally missing shots that you know he would have made last year. And I don't. I'm assuming his toe is, is bothering him when it comes to planting, mm-hmm. especially like if you saw when he had to take that second the shot. Second shot.
1: He, he didn't. He knew as soon as yeah. he let it go, it was off. Yeah, ball. it's
3: like you it's- could just tell. Like that's not how he shoots the ball. So that foot is definitely an issue. That probably won't be resolved until the season's over and he has surgery, and then we see what he looks like after the surgery. And then there's something just not right with John Morant right now. And I've been looking. I've been noticing it for a while. And I hate to say, you know, in the social media area we live in, you hate to say something when it's not time to say it or before it. Well, before it's actually everybody's talking about it, because then it's oh, you're hating and – we won 9 out of 10. But, like, John hasn't looked right in a while. And I don't think it's a physical thing. I think he's distracted by stuff. And there's a lot of stuff that we've seen either, you know, in the news, on Twitter, public, whatever. But I think he has to – and I think the All-Star break ultimately helped this team because they, they looked good last night. I'm not going to act like we just – because we had that team down by 17 points in a super hostile environment against one of the better teams in the NBA. Yeah. But when it came down to the tight moments, the real moments – uh, they started tightening up, and that's starting to be you know, a constant thing, how bad they are in half-court situations, in late-game situations, in close-game situations. So um, I'm worried about those three things. Not using Jaron correctly. What's really going on with Bain's foot? Because he's not the same player. He's he's had games where he's you know, looked kind of like Desmond Bain, but we're not seeing those jumbo scoring games he was having at the beginning of the season mm-hmm. where he's able to go off for 30 or 40 points and just hitting crucial threes. It's like with Desmond Bain, you kinda of feel like, okay, all right, it's time for him to make a shot. And he's not making those no shots anymore. Like I think he missed like five or six straight uh in the second half last uh last night. And that's just not where we've grown to know Desmond Bain to be over the last couple of years. And Ja, like I said, there's some I just he just he's playing like he's just not all the way there. And he's such a phenomenal player that his bad game could be twenty five, five, and eight or whatever. Like that could be a bad game for him. But it's just not—he's just not looking like uh, the force that we've seen him. He doesn't look fluid on the court at all. If there would be one there was one time where you would see Jar- Ja out there playing, and everything was like—it uh, was like he was dancing out there. Like it was like he was out there just having fun. It's like he's working hard to do things that seemed a lot easier to him um, early in his career and early in the season. But uh, I'm confident that all three of those things will figure themselves out. I'm just not confident that it'll happen this season. Um, and then there's, of course. The things I've been talking about the entire season, almost as far as um, wing depth and our bench play. I think Chris Harrington was on today and said, I can't remember the date he said. He was talking about how long it's been since the perimeter player has scored more than ten points off the bench. Mm-hmm. I'm like that's just not how the NBA works. You have to have somebody who can come in and, uh, and Luke score can,
1: for you know, potentially yeah. do that. Mm-hmm.
3: I think he'll do it pretty soon when he comes back. But yeah, it's just it's just a, a staggering number, and you know. David Roddy, God bless him. You know what I mean? He came out and had a great game last night. But um, he shouldn't be your best option as far as your wings. Um, not counting Kennard, of course, but he shouldn't be your option as far as, like, your best option as far as guys who are, like, threes. Um, almost on your whole roster, man. You know what I mean? Because Dylan's been so bad, bro. Like, if if you switched out Dylan and Roddy, would you even notice at this point, because they're, they're pretty much – they're almost almost an equal liability on offense. You know what I mean? And both of them are, good, are pretty good defenders, so – it shouldn't. It shouldn't be that way. David Roddy's not good enough of a player where you feel like, in the whole big picture, he's that he's that important to the team. So um, it's just a weird season, man. And I know I probably sound down about it,
1: but yeah, you um, sound real down. Yeah,
2: it does. I mean, it, it, it does, it, i mean, I'll be. It does feel like there's been some regression,
3: though. Yeah, because like I said, we're going to fin. I think we're going to finish second in the West, but I think the playoffs are going to be very deflating because there's there are several issues yep. that there's no way to fix these things yep. by the time on the, the fly season, unless they're going to have a. Pseudo training camp, you know, right. start all over again. Right. There's certain things that just they feel like they're going to be what they are. It's going to be a fun season still because it's still an incredibly good, uh, talented young team. Right. But it just feels like the, the playoffs are going to be disappointing.
2: Well, now, like, like one of the things I was saying earlier is that, you know, we talk about this core, Ja, Jaron, Desmond Bain, yet they've been out there and all we talk about
3: is mm-hmm. that Stephen Adams is playing. Right. Like, should he be this important? It, it bothers me so bad that Stephen Adams is this important. Not, not that people are saying it like it's not true.
0: No, it, it is true. Me That's that the that problem. That guy is
3: this important. Yeah. Because people are like, well, our half-court offense sucks, but we'll get Steven Adams back. But right. our half-court offense is still going to suck. He's just going to give us more opportunities to make shots. You know what I mean? So Yeah, the
2: Grizzlies just aren't equipped. They don't have, mm-hmm. the, they don't have the ability to just be a one-shot-and-done team mm-hmm. offensively. They, they, they don't have consistent enough shot makers right. right now. I mean, to me, the only confidence I have in that is Ja in the lane. Right and against teams in the playoffs that are going to scheme Atlantic's exactly. Be small.
3: I don't I don't trust anybody right now mm-hmm. outside. There were plays I was watching with Philadelphia yesterday, and this is just not guys who were homegrown guys, not guys who played together forever, but just guys who know the game, great players. Mm-hmm. When you had Tobias Harris, P.J. Tucker, James Harden, Embiid, just moving the ball around, finding an open guy, taking confident shots, taking smart shots like that sequence yesterday when Bain missed their first shot. And then those two just garbage shots they took up like it was .5 seconds on the clock or something, I was like, what What game are y'all watching? Because I'm like, there's way more time left on the clock than the type of shots they were getting up. But as opposed to seeing how veterans on the other team who mostly just got to know each other last year, um, P.J. Tucker just got there this offseason, but it's just it, you would think that they would have worse chemistry than what we have, but they're just guys who know how to play the game, know the nuances the game of the game. In our age, and immaturity sometimes just makes you want to pull your hair out. Um, and like I said, and, and Taylor Jenkins isn't doing the best job of pulling all that together. And it seemed like there was something that he had mastered, but it seems like they're definitely regressing as far as being on the same page.
1: And then you get Denver.
3: Oh, yeah, Denver's.
1: Who's rolling. Oh, averaging and triple-double. Don't remind me. Is he the MVP again? Three uh, times?
3: I, I didn't want you to ask me that, man. Cause Three see, times? Now, now they're going to start calling me racist because of what I'm about to say. I remember back in the day they had something called voter's fatigue, and it seemed like it only applied for like really good black dudes. Next no, question. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, I'm sorry, bro. Like, I'm tired. Of, like, is Jokic really that good? Like, I know I know oh he's my incredible, God, man. But are we really about to get this dude MVP three times in a row? When yes. I never saw it, Michael Jordan do that. I it, never saw it, LeBron James do that. I never saw Kevin Durant do that. I never saw Kobe Bryant do that. We're really about to get this dude MVP three days, three times in a row. And I know I grew up watching people say, oh, you can't give it to Jordan every year because voters fatigue. But we're really about to give this dude MVP three times in a row. And he's never even been to a conference finals. Well, it's a regular season award. I understand it. I, I watched I, I watch the greatest player of all time, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, that's, Kobe that's Bryant, fair. Kevin that's, Durant, never get this award fair. three times in a row. Because
2: honestly, you could give it to LeBron every year exactly. if you to, right? But
3: like, why are we about to give this dude MVP again? I would give it,
2: if I was going to go that route, I would vote for Jason Tatum. I would give it to Tatum.
1: Mm-mm. I, I just watched the because league MVP last night. Because you can take them last, off that like, team and they're still solid with Jalen Brown and Malcolm Brogdon. Like, he's having an MVP-type year. I watched, I watched, I watched the league Jokic MVP last night. What Jokic does for them singularly. I mean, the man is averaging a triple-double. And it did start well, saying... Stephen Adams should be in the conversation dude, then I, if that's I, what we're...
0: <laughs> right. Stephen Adams,
1: league MVP. <laughs> no, it, no, it started with... It started with there, nobody's going to vote for him for a third straight year, and that man has gone out and earned it. I'm not, you know, not going to sit there, up here and say he's guys, getting this because there he's white. A,
3: there are a lot of guys that
1: – Like the dude is averaging a triple-double. He makes I, everybody better.
3: Cor- let, me, let me correct myself, I guess. I'm not saying he, that he's going to win the MVP because he's white, but there's definitely agenda a national media agenda, which is mostly white, towards him that we did not see for black players. Y'all can get mad. Y'all can say what y'all I'm want. I'm saying to
1: say. that that wasn't. It may be true now, but that wasn't there at the beginning of the season. Understand that. those national guys were saying he ain't but winning a third straight. We're also talking about he, a league he's, where he's pulled them over with partly because of the numbers and maybe some. Right, of you. he's he's an
3: incredible player. Don't get me wrong. He's pop. Prob- he's definitely the top five player in the league to me. I'm not saying he's not. He's not worthy of winning the MVP a third time in a row. What? Well,
1: yeah, but you're but making the, it seem like there's an obvious right, other candidate because
3: there are, you, there are agendas that are pushed for guys like him, and it's just. The same reason why I cut. Oh, y'all about to get me started. I'll I'll try, go, I'm go, trying not to be this guy, I'm but, going, but I'm about i about mean, to save you here.
2: Tatum's bro.
1: averaging 39-5. and My vote goes to Tatum. Jokic is averaging more rebounds and more assists. Well, He's uh, averaging a triple-double. All I'm
3: saying is what happened to voters fatigue, because that's why they told no me about his averaging to the win it
1: every year. We don't care anymore about triple-doubles on a nightly basis. This dude's averaging one. Yeah. On a team that is running away with the West, like I went into this season saying too, no way you give him three straight MVPs. You don't do that in the NBA. He has earned it. He's, but Jason, he's only shooting sixty three percent from and the. And they foot. run,
3: they run everything through that dude, man. Like they're like that's not even like literally everything they run through. Sixty three percent
2: from
1: the floor is like not even. Like, don't you think it should be sixty five percent before yeah. we start talking about like three yeah. in a row? I'm just what you can't do is make a case that there's someone way more <laughs> deserving than him. That's all I'm, I'm saying. Not saying. I'm he's trying not to be fair him. here. All I'm saying is I, what happened to voters' fatigue. I think there might be something to your point, right. but but my point is there was there were people saying, don't wait, he's not getting a third straight. Nobody he's, was saying that about. He's convinced people of that with another monster year. Well, I, I, nobody I was,
2: nobody was saying that about Willie Harrington. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what? Mhm.
3: How many straight terms did he win?
1: I, I don't I don't recall. <laughs> he's, like, oh, he's like
3: he's like the man for like 40 years. I know mm-hmm. one term. I definitely won't be supporting him. So. That's the eighty five year old term. Hey, we tried to get what him, whatever him on the
2: old he is. We tried to get him on the show. to talk about his
1: campaign and yeah, said idea. no.
3: <laughs> like,
1: bro. Well, he said not at I this mean, time. Well, I mean, what, what
3: time would be better than and, now? And to those who are offended with what I said earlier. I really don't care. Y'all know that. But let's not act like that there aren't agendas that are pushed for certain guys. I watched All Star Weekend and I saw three guys with a mic. And that was Mac McClone, um, Luka Doncic. What's the white kid with uh Oklahoma City? Oh, Giddy. I saw Luka Doncic and Josh Giddy mic'd up in the All-Star weekend, and they act like Mike uh, Matt McClung was freaking Michael Jordan. I well, it, I mean, it, it, that on, night, man. that night he was. All right, come on, stop.
2: It, for a moment, relax. For a moment in time, mm. relax. I mean, Jason was Jason couldn't believe it. Jason, oh my God, sh- shades of '96 the out there. The
3: slam dunk there. contest has been saved. All right, he's. What?
1: that's, that's no, I, I came here the next day say you didn't save it. It's still an impressive performance. I mean that was a But if we're movie. gonna have guys who don't play in the league, we should just go yeah. get globetrotters and everything Yeah, let's just bring And everything. It should just
3: be for young dudes. It should be Especially for Especially
1: like, since you're not getting the best players in the NBA yeah, anyway just anymore. Push, just, just push just push for for your, your
3: best young dudes to go do it.
1: If you so who would you vote for if not Jokic then? I don't know, not him. See that see that's the issue with yeah. your argument. Yeah. Okay, I vote for Embiid, I I'm, vote
3: for Tatum. Um, Embiid is better than Jokic to me, bro. Because like I said, like in Denver, they run everything through him. He's going to put up massive numbers because he's good enough. That's, he's good enough to put up those numbers. They run literally everything through him. He's going to put up crazy numbers. But I'm not going to say he's the best player in the league, I'm, especially not three years in a row. I'm just not going to say that.
1: No, he's the most valuable player to his team. Though.
3: That's, never, that's never been what that award fully means. Cause Like we said, we would be talking about Steven Adams. Should be MVP
1: because we're clearly not the best team. No, because we we, we, just said this team shouldn't be so sorry without Steven Adams.
3: That's what I'm saying. So that means he does have value, though. He definitely has value, clearly a lot. Y'all can get mad if you want to. but uh, Well, I'm triggered. I'm definitely triggered. That's that's okay, too. If if, if Jokic was black, he would not be talking about three-time MVP. If he was averaging the same numbers, you don't think We would not be talking about three-time MVP. The fact fact that Joel Embiid wasn't even voted as a starter in the All-Star game. Come on, man. Did did we did we see that was ridiculous? Did we see Bill Simmons All Star List like a guys he his All Star? Who is it like Sam Howser? It was all Peyton white Pritchard? dudes in SGA. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, you know, Jokic is like a Eastern European. Okay, he's white. Ish.
3: Come on, man. This motherland white. What it's, are you di- it's
2: different though. It That's don't hit. OG white. It don't hit the same, man. You know what I'm saying? It don't hit the same. I don't know. I think it, I, I think it has less to do with him being white as it does like hey, like these these voters in the NBA are like nerdy and they like they they live. I mean, they're also the, white dudes. They are, but they live for the you know the the advanced metrics. Mm. You know, and 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 look, he the dude is shooting sixty three percent from the floor.
3: He's cold. I'm and not going to like he ain't double double. cold. He's a nightmare, and he's going to kill us when he, we play him. Now, now, I'm the, not like, but the best point you made give, constantly giving them MVP, and he can't get he can't advance in the playoffs. The best so point you made was
2: thing. the one on. Like, Michael Jordan never won three in a row. Like, I mean, that seems kind of wild. Like, what the hell was going on there?
3: Steve Nash is better than Kobe, too, right?
2: Well, no. That, that, right. That, that,
3: that's what I'm saying, man. Like, that's, that's, that's a, the era that, I grew but up But that in.
2: award gets, like, ridiculed, right? I mean, people mm-hmm. ridicule that uh, That two-time. The fact that Steve Nash is a two-time MVP, like, people ridicule that. Yeah. You know? I don't think people will ridicule Jokic for being a three-time I
3: just asked MVP. the question, what happened to voters fatigue? Because I ain't seeing it. Yeah. Not anymore. For a dude who can't get past the second Well, he's round. also at first in the West.
1: I mean, it, it, forget what the season he's having. You think they're coming out, did you? You think Denver's coming
2: well, out? Well, no, but, I mean, I think that's the, the the issue is it's a regular season award. And so mm. they're just gonna if he finishes as the – I mean, should it be a regular season award? I don't think so. I think maybe we should, you know, consider, factor in playoff performance. Mm-hmm. but Because if we did that, Tatum would be the answer for me. But where we don't, you know, the voting ends in, at the end mm. of April. So, I mean – it is compelling. I mean, I know we. It's not fun. It's not fun to like give it to the same dude
3: three years in a row. But <laughs> what's
1: what's the off-season move for the Grizzlies? Yeah,
3: um, they're going to do especially something. If
1: it follows a disappointing playoffs, to go with your scenario,
3: I think they're going to do something big. We saw that they were trying yep. to move like a lot of draft picks. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, at the at the deadline, there were several reports that they were willing to trade a lot of draft picks for at least three guys. We heard them connected to. So I think they're definitely. I think with that being out there, teams know that with the Grizzlies we can get multiple draft picks and I think that another thing too if that Warriors pick was in place and the Warriors look done this year that pick you know gets a lot more valuable than it would have been maybe you know a month ago at the trade deadline so um uh, I think it's gonna be an exciting offseason you still have to see what they're gonna do with Dylan Brooks um that's that's well, that's the thing. To you're
1: going out making a major move. Or you 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 you're not bringing Dylan Brooks back. That's too, what I'm saying. Like all yes. that's
3: all that's, that's, that's included. Like if you don't bring Dylan Brooks back, that's a that's a big move. Like that's if if you don't bring him back, you're taking a humongous risk because there's nobody close to him. That you do like there's nobody like well we could just start Roddy or we could just start as Like we're not there yet. Right. So if you don't bring Dylan back, you're putting a lot into this off season. Is even that much more you know. Huge, you know, if you don't bring them back or whatever.
1: But. Well, at some point, you got to push the chips in. You can't keep drafting guys. you got to yeah. use these picks. To well, you can't, points. like,
3: to me, that's the last got
1: too many young guys on the roster right. as it is. And,
2: and too many, as you would say, too many slaw young dudes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Jake like take the raviers in. And- Right, I mean, he just he catches a stray every damn yeah. Friday around he eleven need thirty, it. doesn't he? I he mean, need it, man. Mm-hmm. are you
3: contractually obligated to <laughs> give him one every Friday? If y'all keep voting Jokic Jane, I'm just gonna keep <laughs> taking it out on guys like Jake Ro- Roddy's
1: <laughs> been the best rookie, but you're absolutely right <laughs> that he shouldn't be in this nah, position right nah, now. Uh-uh. That that's a sign of how. Uh-huh. You know, how he should how have been playing uh, he should like have been
3: that. playing that many minutes and having and, and doing that much i like him though oh yeah he's he's clearly the best i like dude. the way he plays it, it, does, it does it does feel it's a little bit draft. like
2: the grizz front started are like sniffing their own supply a oh, little yeah. bit like and that
3: mess is not looking good for yeah, them this year man like,
2: like they, they got a got carried away the we don't miss like.
3: thing is a lie because this this like you oh, look at yeah. you look at Zaire and like you traded up to go get La Ravia and he's like he you know most guys just wear whatever shoes they wear with the grizzlies he's got the red He's got red shoes now. Like, oh, look at you. You're just a, a hustle guy. Ain't you?
2: <laughs> Damn. He got those uh, red boots, those, like, balloon nah, boots. Nah, he might
3: as well have them on. Anyway.
2: That should be his brand. He should just go get those big balloon Balenciaga <laughs> boots and just be, like, the hustle brand ambassador.
3: <laughs> oh, man. Did you
1: see Bronny's up to 10 in the yeah. latest mock draft of 2024? I'll say Your this.
3: Thoughts? i I think there are people who are really on one wrong side of this who are really underplaying how good – Bronny is. Like, Bronny's really gotten better than the kid he was a few years
1: ago. Yes. Like, he's he's go- he could be a very good. His IQs through the roof. He's yeah. a great defender. He's the bro. son
3: of one of the greatest players Man. of all time. And LeBron James is his biological father, unlike Michael Jordan's sons. my stop. So, he's got that in his favor. <laughs> he actually does have the DNA of a legend in LeBron Man. James and not Horace Grant. Um, but I don't think he's top ten good. Like, I don't know. As y'all know, I'm not a college basketball guy. I don't give a damn. Is that about? But I that, don't. I don't think he's top ten good. But I think he's a first rounder. Well, is that about LeBron? See, he. It's, I'm glad you went my
1: way. See his conspiracy theory, nah, which I thought the, I think it's, say it's a LeBron say, tax. Nobody, yeah.
3: nobody's going to burn a lottery pick for some kid just because he's LeBron's kid. Well, we I burned a lottery but, pick on Zaire Williams. Yes, yeah, that is true. At the same number, huh? 10. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, it could be. I mean, at least. Because he played. I think maybe. Maybe Bronny made Zaire look good. <laughs>
2: well, I'm, I'm saying, like, at least Bronny would put asses in seats. Because right. dad's
3: coming. Dad's coming we'll You know what bad. I'm
2: saying? Like, it's not a bad calculation for, like,
3: a struggling right. franchise. Maybe. Maybe Bronny might be a lot better than we think. He might have made it Zaire Williams look good.
1: I mean, he could be. It's possible. Y'all love writing folks off. Who? Y'all wrote off Geno Bro. Smith. I bet you wrote off Geno Man, Smith. You I, were one of them. You I like look at dudes. I'll write folks. Off Zaire might be good. I, I know you wrote Sante off. Last, I know you wrote him off.
3: I just said I don't know. I said he's, he looks terrible. Me off. I ain't right back though. That's yep. the problem. I ain't right back. Let's go. So Zaire writing back from South
1: Haven. That joint got a South Haven stamp on it. <laughs> they said he can't even hit shots down there this year. I'm saying I remember though. He's he's just 21. Bro, I, I look at dudes' mentality, bro. Like exactly. if you
3: if you're like. He averaged eight against Golden State in the playoffs.
1: Like David Acting Ryan. Like we ain't never like, seen that might be the average eight. Like David in Ryan. In the role right. that he, he was back. in, Johnny, he averaged eight. Right no, back he no, back he no, no, no. You right can't back. say nothing to that. As a rookie, he averaged eight That's against fine. Golden State. Bro, you know how He's regressed. At the back though. of the rotation.
3: You know how much? Like pumping, priming, and hyping up they had to do to get that dude to not be terrible last year. Like, they had to hypnotize that kid and everything, man. Like,
1: come on, man. His shots.
3: I, I like dudes who are like mentally ready sorry, for but, what
1: they're doing, man. But y'all, y'all love writing them off. Early. I just, I just, I, just, I don't, don't see it in no anymore. I'm sorry.
3: Like
2: he doesn't have any game off the dribble. Uh, he, he really only thing he does well is run the floor. I mean. That's the only thing I've and seen he, him do well. He gets well. in position to make shots. right, but he doesn't make them. He don't make the shot. I mean, that's it's the a, problem.
1: It's a confidence issue at this point. That's what I'm saying, like, bro. We like, get on you you, you got to start for the really NBA, him man. Next. Be confident. Just, that, that's exactly right. That's it's, that's an NBA skill. Confidence it's, it's, it's is an NBA it's skill. It's his second season, yeah. right? This is year two of a 21 year old. You talking <laughs> about you ain't got time on like you ready to win a championship right now? But that's crazy. But they got a decision to make on him. This is always still a development year. Which act
3: like it ain't young dudes who hooping though, man. Like it's ain't it's that we're not babysitting kids, bro. Like, this is the NBA. I understand like, that. There's a
1: good chance it's a bust. And but there that,
3: are a lot of dudes who are, like, picked after
1: him that are fine. They have earned the benefit of that the doubt. That we
3: don't have to hypnotize and, like, send the hustle hustle games to get your confidence man, up. Man, half
1: and, the roster would be gone. in three months.
3: And I don't know, man. Course, like, if you were wrong, Maybe he's just not good. Like, the Thunder drafted <laughs> like, Jalen Williams last year. <laughs> and he's for, good. That dude's awesome. Like At 12. Yeah, it's like. Come on, man! Like we don't have to babysit dudes. In the, either you're ready for the NBA or you're not. Like either you're confident enough to be good. Like that's why I said I see something in Roddy because he's at least he's got confidence. He's he's a guy who's been an alpha everywhere he's been, and he's even in small schools, and he's adjusting to the NBA game. He's but he's got confidence. He's not like a dude who's like how mentally old, weak like Zaire. How old is Roddy? Zaire ain't much younger than him. Zaire's not as young as y'all think he is. He's not 19. He came into the league at like said, 20, 21. 21. So. I don't know, man. Like if you look, he at hadn't the, played a lot of basketball. If you, if
2: you look at the top ten, maybe
3: he's just not good. We're ruling out the. Oh, that he I, could I continue just not to say it. that. If you look,
2: if you look at the top ten, mm-hmm. he's one of the few that's
3: actually it's not not paying good. out. Yeah,
2: like Cade, we know Jalen Green, Mobley, Scotty Barnes, Giddy, Kaminga. I'll even give you uh, Wagner in Orlando. Orlando, I You're
3: mean, giving me him? That dude's a beast. Yeah, yeah. So
2: the <laughs> what only, are you talking about? I mean, the only seventy percent of the top ten, I would say, is a hit. Suggs probably not. No, Davion Mitchell
0: probably not. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.